Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And it's your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Visions. Uh, Queen K, I've been excited for this episode since last week. And I knew I was excited because the time was taking forever to get to 6.50 when it's time for me to call up. You know, usually I try to do a lot before so, you know, the time could just go by. And I'm like, what time is it? Still got 15 minutes? All right. It was taking forever. Yeah, it definitely felt like time was moving extra slow today. I yes. know, hold you up. Yeah. So how was your so how was your last time we were on? Well, I was about to ask the same question. <laughs> so, I was going to ask you. Okay. Um, nine weeks since last time. It's been, oof. It has definitely been a week. Not even going to hold you up. Um, went through a lot of different emotions this week. Um, just trying to recover. Yeah. And just it's just been an emotional week for me. Um, I'm doing better today. Uh, yeah. Just trying to stay positive. But yeah. you know, I know God got me, so that's the only thing that keeps me going. What about you? Yes, uh, it's been an it's been an up and down week. Very um, emotional, very um, a lot of epiphanies and a lot of bitter street reflections. Um, yeah, so I definitely understand that. But just know, you know, you got good days coming ahead. You got October coming. You got November coming, girl. You got things to look forward to. Um, yeah, I can't wait for November. I'm just ready to get this man out of the <laughs> like, That part, too. I can't take yeah, it. That's like, right. I know that's my birthday month, but I cannot take it. Like, y'all don't understand. I'm looking more forward to voting than turning 30 at this rate. Yes, yes, that part. But, you know, we, we got to go through some hard times to get wisdom, to teach the youth like our parents did. So, you know, yeah. But I understand it has been an emotional week. Like, 2020 has been, like, really bittersweet, really bittersweet. So definitely has been. Okay. Well, on a brighter note, you ready to start the show? I'm ready. All right, Queen K, what's the sipping tea for your solo topic tonight? Okay, so um, as the flyer states, uh, we are doing commitment issues, but with a twist. Okay, uh, Conference came up with a very clever way to introduce different commitment issues, some of which, you know, we watch on TV and we never really know what the characters are facing. So um, Complex thought of an idea where we use the game and we use different characters uh, portrayed in there and we see which ones that we, you know, can identify with and some commitment issues that they may have. So for my first person, my first aspect is Miss Kelly Pitt. Um, and right now she was the wife of Jason. Uh, she was a stay-at-home mom. She did everything for him. She had one thing for herself, which was she was in the sunshine. What was it? The sunshine or something that she was over? The sunbeams. The president. The sunbeams. Yeah, the president the of the sunbeams. Uh, mm-hmm. That's about it with her. But she, I, I felt like uh, the reason why I connected with her is because um, – she lost herself uh, behind mm. the man. You know, she wanted to be his everything. She wanted to make sure everything was perfect for him, that she didn't take time out to know herself and to go after life for herself. So um, I felt like her commitment issue was that she wasn't fully aware of her true self um, right. and that she lost herself. So my first question is, 
Have you ever lost yourself in someone else to make them happy? Mm, absolutely. Uh, I think that um, for my whole life, I think that I've always um, been a people pleaser to everybody. Like, I think I've always had to mm-hmm. play a role, you know, to like, you know, to get people's attention because I was like very quiet, but I, I lost myself. I lost myself, honestly, you know, with the toxic relationship that I talked about before. Um, I lost myself so much in that relationship because it's like, I begged, I begged for his affection and his love. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he would always give it whenever he, when he felt like it. And it's like, I was desperate and he will always give me like little crumbs of it. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to eat at these crumbs of affection because it's what I want, but I'm going to keep giving myself to you to, you know what I'm saying? Because I believe the more I gave of myself, you know what I'm saying? It would, mm-hmm make him appreciate me but that didn't happen you know I ended up really losing myself and you know honestly like it was to the point where when I moved into my own place it's like I didn't really have energy or excitement to do things that I normally love to do like listening to music or writing you know every time I get a new apartment I love putting pictures up I didn't feel like doing any of that so yeah I i I really did, you know what I'm saying? I I I I felt Kelly too. Like I I could relate and watching it now after being in something like that, it's like I really felt for her. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the perspective is different from watching it when we were like what, teenagers versus now. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um definitely. Um I've always been just like you, a people pleaser. I've always put mm-hmm. everybody's needs before my own just to make them happy. It didn't matter if the decision that I made would make me sad or make me feel whatever. I just wanted to please everybody else. And like you said, right. you know, uh, watching the show, I was like, oh, my God, I could never be that girl. How does she just, you know, but no, mm-hmm. I was her. You know, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have judged her based off of that, even though I know it's a character, but I ended up playing that same role. Only difference is, hell, she had money and allowance. I was doing the shit for free, you know? So it made me feel mm. less, you know, um, but just being a people person, like, that was a, a gift and a curse to me, you know, because I felt like it was a gift because I was blessing people, but it was a curse because I was neglecting myself. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell, like, I'm, I, I will be 30 this year, and I'm, it, I shouldn't. I feel like I shouldn't be at the stage where I'm still working to find out who I am. But because mm-hmm. I've catered to so many people, you know, I've lost sight of who I am and what I like. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, I've been on this journey, and it's been going pretty good. But, yeah, I, I have definitely lost myself to make someone else happy. Um, mm. So my next question is, was there ever a time you were afraid to be your true self or learn who you really are? Um, once again, my whole life, uh, I was, I was afraid to be my true self. Um, you know, they're like growing up, <laughs> I didn't listen to just R and B and hip hop. Mm-hmm. I loved a little bit of country. I loved a little bit of pop, but I felt like when I got around certain friends, I couldn't, 
play that type of music because, you know, they already they already pulled my white card. They called me an Oreo because growing up in the suburbs, mm-hmm. I sounded I sounded like a white girl and you know, it was, I don't know, it's just like I always felt out of place. Like, I was always scared to talk because somebody was going to, like, make fun of me. Like, I was told that I had a monotone voice. I was called robot. I was called white girl. Like, it was just so much. So it's like I I, I basically, you know, I, will, I altered myself to fit in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I became that person. Like, I never liked to pick on people. I never liked to gossip. But the people that I was hanging around that I was looking for approval from, it's like that's what they were into. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to stand up and say anything because I'm scared of confrontation. So I'm just going to do what makes you guys happy. And over time, I became that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Um I, I, I've always been afraid. I think just now I'm finally finding my voice and, you know, like I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to be myself, but there are people out there who will, you know, who don't want you to be yourself. And I ha- yeah. I've had to learn that, okay, I got to push you away if I can't be myself. You know what I'm saying? I can't be that people please no more. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm definitely still trying to learn who my true self is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm. I'm learning some boundaries. I'm learning how to set boundaries. Thanks to you. Uh, I'm learning how to stick to them as well. That's thanks to God because He's been giving me the strength to stick to them. But um, am I afraid to learn who I truly am? Yeah, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I don't know what it's gonna be like, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that with growth is a lot of change, and I'm the type of person that I, you know, I kind of fear change because at this rate, you know, I'm not just doing it for myself. This this change mm-hmm. has to be done, you know, with me considering my kids and how they'll adapt. So I'm, you know, change is scary to me because I have three other lives that I have to uh, account for. So um, right. I, I want to learn who I am, you know. I'm, I'm on this journey, and it, it's going pretty well right now. Some things, you know, some people that I've had to let go, it wasn't as good, um, again, mm-hmm. you know, because of my kids. But, you know, it, it's, it's working itself out, so, yeah. Right. No, I definitely get that. Okay. Um, well, my first aspect, I chose Melanie. <laughs> Um, rewatching rewatching the show, I really related to her from the moving out of state to the making sacrifices and getting lost, you know what I'm saying, in someone else's world. I had people telling me to um you know what I'm saying, like go back home just like her. You know, like Melanie was Derwin's girlfriend. You know, they were fresh out of college. They were young when she moved all the way to the other side of the world with him. And, you know, like she made like a lot of sacrifices. You know, she didn't want to be a part of the Sunbeams, but he wanted her to because he wanted to, you know, get in good with the um mm-hmm. I think I think Jason was the quarterback or I don't know what I don't know what his position was, but he wanted her to get in good with them, you know what I'm saying, because he was a rookie. And, you know, it was like Melanie, you could tell that Melanie was really trying to prove her parents wrong because her parents didn't approve of her and Durin 
she was really trying to show, like, I can be supportive of my boyfriend, but I can still be me as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was really trying to mm-hmm. hold on who, to who she was, like, when Derwin had proposed to her. And she was like, okay, well, can we wait until after, you know what I'm saying, I finish school, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, to get married. And it's like, she mm-hmm. was trying not to lose herself. And Derwin just felt like, okay, you sucking the fun out of this relationship. And that's what caused him to cheat. And, you know... I don't know, it's like I just really felt for her because it's like the one person that she thought would never let her down ended up letting her down. And it's like, you know, she, you know how she slept with Trey Wiggs and everything, her friend in college, like, you know, just trying to get over the pain. I was that person too. So, like, um, my first question is um, at what point do you think we start to lose ourselves in a relationship? And at what point do you think we notice it? Mm. Um, for me, the first time I realized uh, that I lost myself in a relationship was when I was told not to do, like, okay, so I like makeup. I like makeup a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, in one of my relationships, it was like, oh, you don't need that. You don't need to wear that. And me, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, why not? No, you don't need to wear that. It's okay. You, I mean, you know, who are you getting cute for? That type of situation. So I, I completely stopped wearing makeup. I stopped wearing weave um, because they didn't like it. And I, and at first, to me, it was just like, oh, they like the natural beauty. You know, I, you know, I'm cool with that. But I didn't realize that it was a, a controlling mechanism. You know, it was I was being controlled. And then I felt like I lost myself when the first breakup happened. And I mm-hmm. wanted that person back. I'm like, okay, so I, I'm going to keep allowing this same behavior because I want this person here. I want this title. So that's when I realized that I lost myself in that mm. uh, relationship. And then um, what was the second part to that? Like at what point? I think you answered it. what point did you start to notice it? Oh, I didn't start to notice it until the third time we broke up. <laughs> because at mm-hmm. first it was just like I was so blinded by everything going on that I didn't realize that I was being controlled until I sat back and watched. Like, I had to stop letting my heart do the talking for me, and I had to start listening to my brain. So what yes. happened first, that I was I was emotionally disconnected from the situation first. So that's when mm-hmm. I was able to fully think out situations, and, I, you know, I was putting two and two together, like, oh, you don't like this what you want me to do that like it started all making sense to me but I had Mm -hmm. to tone back you know on all the stuff that I was doing and all the stuff that I was giving my time my attention all of that I had to pull all of that back so I could think clearly because I was not thinking clearly at all and the moment I did that I promise you I started seeing everything for what it truly was that's when I started seeing the manipulation and all of that yeah what about you? Um, I think the point that I started to um, lose myself, same same as yours, it's like when I started saying yes to things that I, I normally wouldn't say yes to, like 
um, you know, allowing the ex to come over for dinner because you have kids and stuff. Like, I never wanted to deal with baby mama drama because I, I saw how my other, you know, I, I saw some of my other friends go through that before, but I was dealing with it. You know, I was dealing with it like, oh, yeah, she can move in and everything. Oh, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I was just, like, dealing, I was noticing a lot of things and I was allowing a lot of things and I think at the point that I really started to notice that I lost myself um it was one time that I had an argument with the guy and I said that I was leaving you know I, I was like you can have everything in the house I'm straight and like he like spit like he spit on me like three or four times like on my face and my hair and everything and I remember that night after the argument stopped, I was on the phone with uh, somebody back from Michigan, and mm-hmm. I just said nonchalantly, "I need, I need to go wash my hair out. I still got this spit in my hair from earlier." Like at that point, mm-hmm. I knew that I lost myself. You know what I'm saying? To be yeah. that calm about something. So yeah, that that's when I started to notice. Um, wow, I haven't mentioned that. That just kind of triggered me. Um, sorry. <clears throat> okay. You good? Whew. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but it, it's 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 a lot of embarrassing things that I'm still not over and that I allowed in that last relationship. So yeah, I'm sorry. Um. Okay. My next question: Has being cheated on gave you a fear of wanting to commit to yourself? Wait, of wanting to commit yourself to anyone else? I'm sorry. Whew. That is a touchy one there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you all know, because in a million years, you know, as women, we always think, you know, they can never cheat on us, especially when we feel like the relationship is going so well, you know. We don't think mm-hmm. that we'll be that one. But um, being cheated on, like I have, um, yeah, because I feel mm-hmm. like if they're cheating, then that means it's something in me that I'm not fulfilling, you know, it's a part of it's something about me I'm not all the way complete with. That's why they go out and search for other people. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I, I keep attacking myself because it's just like, what is it about me that makes you want to cheat? I, I work. I take care of the kids. I clean. I cook. What, you know, is it my attitude? Like, I was really attacking myself once I found out that I was being cheated on. Like, I was just like, mm-hmm. what can I do to be better? You know, like, what am I not giving? What am I not doing? How how am I not fulfilling you? And it scares me to be in any other relationship because now I have fucked up trust issues. Like, I'm always going to think you're cheating. You know, right. um, you can tell me what you're not doing, but it's like little actions that will make me feel like you're cheating because I feel like it's something about me that's not complete that you're not going to get, you know, that's going to make you go out there and get it from someone who's willing to give it. Now, I and I still yeah. can't pinpoint what it is because I still don't even know right. to this day why they cheated, you know, because the answer was just, I don't know. And, you know, and I just got wrong right. with that, like, what is what is mm. I don't know? What what the hell you mean you don't know? So you don't know led right. to another woman? Like I don't get it. But right. yeah. Um I'm definitely scared about any other relationships because I feel like that pain is gonna come back, like that it's gonna happen again and 
I would, at this rate, I'm just, I just want to be alone because, you know, I don't want to feel that hurt anymore because that is a a level of hurt I don't ever, ever, ever want to experience again. That Mm -hmm. messed me up on so many different levels. I definitely understand exactly where you're coming from. And I was there before. Um, To be honest with you, I've been cheated on and I've done the cheating before. Um, When I did the cheating, I wanted to see, you know, if my boyfriend would notice me at the time. And I remember he told me, you're not going to get anyone, like no no one's going to want you because of my weight. You know, at the time I had gained a lot of weight um, from depression. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was spiteful. I, I was very spiteful. I'm a Leo. I can show you better than I can tell you. So I went out purposely, got a hotel room, and I, you know, called up an old friend, and I slept with him. And the next day when I got back to the apartment, you know, that me and my boyfriend stayed in, I had no remorse when I looked in his eyes. I had no remorse. And I'm like, like, like that me cheating was like, the day where I decided, like, you know what, we just got to, we just got to, like, call it quits, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. because it's not going to make this any better. Me cheating didn't make me feel better. You still feel how you feel about me. Your feelings are not going to change towards me. We just need to call it quits. I never told him I cheated on him. I just told him it wasn't working, and at first he didn't believe me. He was like, oh, yeah, you say that now. We'll see, because our lease was up in December. He didn't believe me until he started seeing apartment brochures and everything. So, yeah. But I used to be that person questioning what did I do wrong. And I had to come to realize guys are very good at gaslighting. And yeah. honestly, like, if, if they're trying to change you from the beginning, that means that they're not committed to even wanting to get to know who you are in the first place. Don't waste your time. And it took mm. for me to it took for me to cheat to realize, like, dog, like, this shit, like, I, it's so many different reasons why people cheat, but I was cheating that day to get someone's attention, and it's like, for what, you know what I'm saying, like, what's the, what's the point, so it's like, I, I bedded that situation, um, but mm, I don't, I don't think that it ever gave me a fear of wanting to commit ever again, I just had a fear of committing to someone else because I didn't want to lose the commitment that I promised that I made with myself. That's what I was scared of. But I had to just like really learn to like find out what makes me happy. Like I started going places by myself to see how it was and everything. And I loved it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But trust me, I felt exactly how you felt. I hated men. I hated them. You're going to go to that stage. So, yeah. Well, all right then. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> okay. Um, it's on me, right? Yes. Or you got another question? No, that was my last one. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So my next character that I can relate with is Miss Tasha Mack. Y'all, <laughs> she is a favorite. I'm sorry, y'all, especially the Tasha Mack. Tell them Tasha Mack ball. I look what she said. But, um, okay, so everybody should know who Tasha Mack is. If you don't, she is like the HBIC. She don't play. She's straight to the point. She is the mother of Malik. Um, 
she is pretty much a go-getter, you know. She's second to none. She's always on top. Um, so my first question is coming from the count, the fact that now we know that she had her own company and she was at the top of it. She caught her way to the top of it, had her own company, but then in the end got fired from her son and ended up losing her company. So my question is, can striving to be better than someone be a downfall? Wow, that means. I mean, I don't know because, like, I was always told, give it everything that you got. And, like, when you have a business, that's your baby. You know what I'm saying? You're going to put your all into your passion. But I have heard the saying, and Big Sean said it best the same way up, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's only down from there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, it's sad to say in life, period. We're going to have our ups, but we're also going to have our downs. We can't stay up forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think giving it your all and striving to be your best can be your downfall. I think that if you're doing it maliciously, like biting the hand that helped you get there, that can be your downfall. And I know people that have been like that. So, yeah. What about you? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like when you start comparing yourself to other people and trying to outdo them, that's your first downfall right there. That's where you start mm. selling because you should only be trying to compete with yourself. That should be your biggest competition mm. is bettering yourself. You shouldn't be comparing yourself to no one, you know, because you lose sight of what you're really trying to gain. And then I feel mm-hmm. like when you're at the top like that and you feel like it's the I, I, I did this, this was all me type situation, and you don't give credit where credit is due, you don't acknowledge the fact that God got you there, he'll humble you. Mm-hmm. He'll take everything away from you to show you, look, I did this, and I took it away from you just as quick as you got it. You know, so mm-hmm. I feel like we have to, when we work hard and bust our ass to be number one, we have to make sure that we're doing it for us and giving God the credit at the end of the day. That's how I feel. Like, I felt like with her, that was her downfall because she was hella cocky. I mean, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I love it, especially when you're a black woman in power like that. But you have mm-hmm. to, you can't start comparing yourself. Like, it's okay to be second or it's okay not to be at the very top. It's fine, you know. Just work your way up because you'll get it. You'll get it. You don't have to tear people down to get your spot. And you don't have to start comparing yourself to people either because what's for you is going to be what's for you. It, at the end of the day, nobody can take what God already said is for you. So that's how I feel about that. Um, so my next question is coming from the fact, now we know Tasha was um, dealing with, you know, her love life was kind of chaotic. It was it was crazy mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, you know, yeah. she had Rick Fox, successful businessman. And he is still very handsome. I was watching the game the other day, and I'm like, why is this old man this fine, Lord? Yes. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, very successful business type man. Um, and then she had Pookie, you know, two-time family yeah. hood dude, which – the girls go crazy for, of course, you know, because I, I like the toxic ones, too. I like the troublemakers. My favorite right now is Rio from Good Girls. I watch that show over and over just to see his parts. But anyway. Um, I thought Pookie was good for her, life, though. I, oh, I haven't too. watched it all the way. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 
portal, you know, you'll see. Yes. You know. Okay. <laughs> but, can living a double <laughs> life be a form of a commitment issue to yourself? Yes. Like, I, it, I mean, like, I don't know. I've I've never lived a double life, but I can imagine that has to be a lot of work because you have to keep mm-hmm. up constant lives. I have to bring you, I have to bring my friends into it. And then I might have to be snappy with you when you want to be questionable because I don't want you to know everything. <laughs> well, sh- I mean, shit, yeah, I don't want you to be too questionable. I don't want you to be asking me everything because, you know what I'm saying, the the less you know, the better. Because if if you like one of the guys, you're going to be telling me, oh, he's a good man. Why are you doing him like that? it's, it's It's too much. And I think, like, honestly, when you are dating more than one person, it shows that you don't know what you want yet. Yeah. What about you? Yes, I definitely feel like that is a commitment issue to yourself because I feel like at the end of the day, you don't even know who you really are, so you don't even know what you really want. You know, um, Mm -hmm. you don't know which type of path that you want on life. So you was like, so she figured, let me get both. Let me see which one suits me better. So, you know, she at that point, I, I realized when you're dating dudes, when you're dating more than one dude and they're on different playing fields, I feel like you don't know where you fit in that at that point. Like you don't know which mm. way you want to go because um, I had to actually read up some more on Tasha Mac because, you know, before, okay, so when you came up with this concept, I'm like, there is no way I can watch all these seasons before this concept. <laughs> so I went, <laughs> I went and got like a, um, a whole, I, I forget which website it was on, but it was a website and it, it gave you every character's, um, every character's background along with everything they went through through all of the seasons. So mm-hmm. when I was reading it, I'm like, oh. See, she likes the excitement of messing with two dudes. She really didn't know at the end of the day which one she was going to pick until she got pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was it was a crazy roller coaster. She didn't know who she what she really wanted to do in life. That's how I took it. Oh, I need to watch the rest of it. Girl. Girl, I stopped like, I watching. Spoil I spoil it because I don't know. If, I stopped watching know it after season. I stopped watching it after season four. I think you might might have seen when uh, her son, when Malik, told uh, Rick Fox that she was having a affair with Pookie. No, I think that's like that? season five. Season, I think that's like season five, season six. I'm not there yet. Okay, okay, well, never mind then. Well, you, you, you go ahead and keep watching. But, yeah, I just feel like <laughs> living a double life is definitely commitment issues. You don't know mm. what you want. Like, that's like telltale signs right there. Yeah, true. Okay. Well, my last aspect, my character is, believe it or not, Tasha Maxson, Malik. Uh, Malik, <laughs> listen, was a player, player, very handsome and everything, quarterback. You know, his mom had his best interest. Um, I know I know. you say, like, you've seen her, like, you know, like with the competition and everything, but I really felt like she was just trying to make sure that her son didn't get taken advantage of. Like, you know, Irv was something else. <laughs> but, you know, she was overprotective of Malik. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he wanted to move out on his own, she was like, you're not ready to think for yourself. This man is 25 years old. So when he actually mm-hmm. did move out on his own, 
You've seen the attachment issues. He was having parties every damn day. You know what I'm saying? He married Robin Givens and everything. I was like, dog, that's yeah. me. I have attachment <laughs> issues. Yeah, and, like, I remember when when they made season four back then, I was pissed. Like, why did y'all turn Malik into such a serious person? But now rewatching it, um, I'm realizing, like, okay, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he – he, Malik was sheltered, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though, yeah. like, you know, he was he, he was living in, you know, like, he, he's a quarterback, and I'm pretty sure he didn't see everything up under the sun, but still, like, he didn't know how to handle his finances. He didn't know who to call, you know what I'm saying, when, uh, like, like to do damage control if he said something fucked up. His mama handled all of that. And yeah, it was a point where, yeah, it was a point where he got, he was scared of change. Because you remember when he was in the rehab, talking to the model, and he was talking about how Derwin and them, you know what I'm saying, got this going on and then got time. And she was like, it sounds like they just have lives. So mm-hmm. my first question is, um, did you ever feel stuck in your life and, like, no one was around to notice? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I got so stuck. uh that I felt like no one was there for me, and I actually um, tried to commit suicide. Um, I felt like I was drowning, and nobody was there to help me. Uh, I didn't feel like people would listen. Only thing people just kept saying was, oh, it'll get better. Oh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Like, I stopped trying to reach out and talk to people because that's all I would get. So I just bottled up everything, and it, it went south. It definitely went left. It, it, I, yeah. Um, I get it. That being seen and not heard, that stuff is strong. Like, you can't just tell somebody, oh, it'll get better, or, oh, it's okay. No, it's not. I'm crying out for help. I'm telling you what's going on. You know, help me. Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person, I don't go to people for help. So if I come to you with something, that means I'm at, I'm at my end. Like, I, I really need you to pray for me. I need you to talk me through this. I need you, because I'm not a needy person. You know, being a mom um, of three by myself, I just make stuff happen. Like, I don't wait on nobody. If I know something is coming up, I don't care what I got to do. I'm going to make sure that my kids are straight. Like, that's top priority. I don't care, you know. I'm always doing what I need or what I feel is necessary for my kids without the help of anybody, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I've just always been that type of person. So if I'm reaching out to you, that means I'm at the point, I'm at my breaking point. Like I need yeah. someone to talk me through this, you know, not try to talk me out of it. No, talk me through this, you know, help me, you know, be there for me because I feel already that I don't have anyone. So, yeah. Right. That's my take on it. What about you? Thank you for sharing. Um, I definitely felt stuck. Um, I think, like, right after my mom passed is when, like, things really got, like, shit hit the fan for me. Um, My relationship that I was in for, like, almost three years, like, it was coming to its wit's ends. Like, we were... Like, around the time when she was in the hospital and they were, you know, the doctors were telling us that she was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer was around the time that me and my boyfriend was having conversations about, like, yo, is is this going to last? And um, the crazy thing was we were moving into 
our second apartment at that time. And I don't know, it was just like everybody was like, you know, in a relationship or having kids and, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing. And it's just like I felt very out of place. Um, here it was, I was, I, it was a year that I had graduated, it was a year since I had been out of college, still hadn't, still hadn't found a job in my career, you know what I'm saying, I'm making out well, working at Quicken Loans and everything, um, mm-hmm. in a rocky relationship, may have to move out, it was just like, I started seeing like the true colors of my family, that a lot of people in my family were really fucked up. And mm-hmm. I had this whole imagination that my family was just really good. I don't know where the hell I was living at, but opening my <laughs> eyes and just seeing a lot of stuff, I was like, I, I fell into like a very, very deep depression. I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone either. You know, it was either I'm too busy or they just wouldn't pick up the phone or, you know, I was told like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're just doing this for attention. You know, you're being a negative Nancy. Yeah. So... That was honestly why I decided to just pack up and leave. Like, there's there's no point in staying here anymore. You know what I'm saying? And when I had went to Georgia to visit my cousin, being in another state, it gave me, like, a, a boost of energy that I, ha- I hadn't had in a while. And I was like, I need to move the fuck out of Michigan because it's just too draining here. So, yeah, that was mine. Um my next question is kind of similar to the first one, and I know you kind of answered it when you say, you know, being seen and not heard. But seeing mm-hmm. other people, seeing other people living their life, and you feeling stuck, did you ever like? Did you ever feel like you were forgotten by them, and like, did you resent them for feeling forgotten? Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, a lot of resentment was going on with me. Like, I, I, I did not like people. Like. I'm still like that now. I think that's just the Scorpio in me that I don't, I don't really care for people. <laughs> but, um, but when I was going through that, and um, I felt like everybody else around me was happy and partying and getting together and meeting up, and they were leaving me out. Like, and it's like I mm-hmm. already told you guys, like I'm at my my lowest point. And you told me, oh, it'll get better. But then I see y'all out here partying and y'all living it up. I really started shutting down on everybody, especially family, um, because I just felt like nobody cared. Like, and then right. I had to realize that's their life, baby. You know, yeah, in a sense, it's messed up, right? But they have to live their own life. Like, I felt like mm-hmm. at that point, I have to get myself through this. Because if I don't right. get myself through this, I don't have anybody else. So um, mm-hmm. I did for a while. I didn't like a lot of people. Like, you know, <laughs> firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I really felt like people forgot about me. Because it was just like, well, damn, y'all are having a good time. And meanwhile, right. I'm sitting here cutting at myself, you know. Or I'm sitting here yeah. crying every day. I'm, you know, I'm going through all of this. And nobody cares to even stop by or to call, pick up a phone, or just to text me, hey, how you doing? You know, it hurt a lot. Right. But then I realized I can't expect people to stop their lives for me. People, yeah. you know, I don't ever want anybody to feel like they have to stop their lives to check on me or, you know, to stop whatever they're doing just to see if I'm okay. No, I need to make sure I'm okay for me, not for someone else. 
Because once that phone call is over, once that visit is over, I'm back in square one, back being by myself. So I need to learn how to, you know, go about these feelings correctly and do it on my own. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree with everything that you just said. That's that's basically what I was going to say in a nutshell. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it is time to segue into... um, as a woman question, is there anyone that you want to shout out to answer the one last week? Uh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't post it. My bad. I got to get better with this. It's okay. Um, let me see. Uh, I had two. Okay. I'm trying to find them. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go to the page. Yep. That, that's why you just go to Instagram, you know? Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> And okay, because okay. I so I'm no, okay. I got him. I'm shouting out uh, Z underscore warrior on Instagram. Shout out Zainab, I know her. She said the as a woman question last week was, um, as a woman, is it okay to not meet someone where they are just to protect your own energy? And she said, absolutely, protect your peace at all costs. As women, we tend to give more than we will receive. And then um, shout out to Humble Queen underscore B. She said, it depends on how much you care to deal with what that means and brings on and be willing to accept the outcomes. It's faith. But being a true testament to this mindset and actually doing this for years, I would have to say, yes, it's okay to protect your energy at all costs and not become complacent on unrealistic possibilities if experiences tell you otherwise. Go through and grow through. So thank you, ladies, mm. for answering. Yes, okay. Thank you. So with that being said, my as a woman question this week is um what are some words of encouragement you would give to yourself at ten years old again? Oh wow. Um love yourself. Don't ever, ever let anybody tell you that you're less than and baby girl, you are beautiful and dark. That's okay to be dark. You are beautiful. That's one thing that I really struggled with as a kid, being being dark-skinned, because, um, you know, mm-hmm. you heard all the jokes. People picked at you, so it made me not like who I was. And, you know, your siblings right. and your cousins, you know, they say little jokes about you too, and that really hurts worse because it's like, you know, you guys are my family, and if you saying this, then I don't have yeah. no choice but to believe what everybody else say. So um, I would really tell myself, you are beautiful just the way you are. Always know that you are beautiful, that you are strong. You can accomplish anything. Don't let anyone tell you what you can't do. And I tell myself, I would tell myself this because this is what I tell my daughter every day. Um, This is what Mm -hmm. I'm instilling in her. Um, Me raising her is helping me nurture the little girl that's inside of me that still needs that nurture and that love. That's um mm-hmm. that's part of how I've been working on myself and learning who I am. Shout out to my therapist, you are amazing, because she taught me that. You know, she told mm-hmm. me to pretty much raise the little girl in me. So I do that yeah. through my daughter. So this is all the stuff that I tell her. Um mm-hmm. but I would just let myself know that you're always loved and then I would tell myself, You're gonna meet this fly ass girl by the name of Natasha, y'all gonna be friends forever. <laughs> what about you um so I would tell myself again at 10 years old um 
never stop being the social butterfly that you were. Um, you were you were here to do great things. Um, you were here to give love. You know what I'm saying? Never stop. Uh, never stop giving love. Um, and never change. Like ne- never go cold hearted. Because you're going to meet great people, uh, same as you're going to meet this fly girl named Kinette who knows how to do hair, keep you spiffy and everything like that, and always keep you late. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You guys are going to be friends forever. She's going to be your safe haven. Um, you're also going to fall in love. You're going to find someone who balances you. And when it comes to your mother, go easy on her because she's not perfect. And, yeah, um, that's what I would tell myself. So, yeah, okay. Thanks. <laughs> that was nice. I, I love that as a woman quote. That was dope. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely needed. Whew. Thank you. Right now. All right. Um, so, any glowing businesses this week? You got any? I actually do. Um, this is a friend of mine slash sister. Her name is Michelle Johnson. Um, you guys can find she is um uh independent consultant with uh paparazzi. Her business is called Blingalicious Jewels. Um, you guys mm. can find her on Facebook under Michelle Johnson or you can find her under Blingalicious Jewels. Um, everything is five and under or you know, she might have some specialty sets that may raise up to like twenty, but it's definitely worth it. She also has um some really cute melanin inspired earrings. Like they like she has like I bought three pairs from her. Like one has a girl with an afro in the shape of Africa. One says excellence. Y'all can look at her personal page for those. Um those are four dollars each for the earrings. You know, you guys go support black business. These women out here really doing it. Like if one thing this yes. pandemic taught us was how to be hustlers, how to get it out the mud and I commend each and every one of you Keep on striving. You know, we can all eat. You know, there's no competition. Support everybody. Support black businesses. Again, her name is Michelle Johnson with one L. And Blingalicious Jewels, she is an independent consultant of Paparazzi Jewels. That's my glowing okay. business. What about you, Complex? For my glowing business this week, I'm shouting out my cousin Tiffany and her wife, um, Val Alcozer. Um, they have a business called Alcoza Painting. Uh, Val has been painting since she was 15. Um, she paints commercial and residential um, buildings inside and out, and she's located in central Texas. That's where she provides services. So anybody that's out there that's in the Texas area, please support if you're trying to get your house repainted, if you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to start your business up and you want some, you know, some colors and everything to set the vibe right. Give her a, um, a shout-out. You can find her on Facebook um, at Alcozer Painting. I do not know what her okay. website is, but you can definitely find her on there. She's really dope. I've, I've been looking. I'm, she makes me want to buy a house. Like, you know what I'm saying, out there. So, yes, that's my growing business of the week. Um, all right, Queen K, anything you got to say this week? Oh, so much. Okay, so <laughs> um, today has really been a day, um, but the only thing that I have to say is when someone shows you who they are, 
believe them because there's no change in anyone. Um, you know, you you have to take people who they are. You can't try to change someone. Um, I, I've just been coming out of the shell being controlled, so I'm learning who I am, and I'm learning all the stuff that I let go of, you know, in a relationship. And no, I mm-hmm. shouldn't have, but I did. So it's okay to be you because you're the shit. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's what you need to know, okay? Um, it, it's okay <laughs> yeah. not to be like everybody else. It's okay to be different. Uh, don't mm-hmm. let anybody change you, and don't let anybody make you feel like you're less than because you you don't have or you go without. It's okay. It's all right. I know mm-hmm. I am a mother of three. Like I said before, no, I don't get my hair and my nails done every two weeks. But that don't that doesn't mean that I'm a bum or I'm less than just because. No, I can get it if I want to, but I got real shit to deal with. You know. So right. that is my girl. I got something to say. What about you, complex? Anything? Okay. So I got something to say. Um, please go support Tanae Williams. We're not related, but you know, we're both short. Um, she <laughs> um her business is uh fitness. She is uh she's collaborating with Renee Nesbitt and they are doing a pandemic back to school drive through giveaway. They are mm-hmm. accepting donations, uh, they can be dropped off Monday through Friday, 9 to 4, because uh, the drive through giveaway will be on August 29th. Uh, the three drop-off locations are at the Pit Stop Barbecue on Joy Road in Detroit, Michigan. Um, the address is 12750 Joy Road, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, the next location is Fitness Dance Studio. That's on West 8 Mile Road in Southfield, or the Tyndale Activity Center on West 7 Mile Road in Detroit, Michigan. Um, they want yeah. you to social dis masks are required to attend. They need people to donate pencils, sharpeners, pens, colored pencils, markers, highlighters, paper, all that. No matter if the kids are going back to school or if they're doing virtual, we do need to chip in on those school supplies because I do remember being in school and we had to bring our own paper and our own photos yeah. because Lathrop decided to put all their money yeah. to that damn machine outside. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> but yes, please go support the pandemic back to school drive through giveaway will be on August 29th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. And you can donate up until then. And that's what I had to say. Okay. Oh. All right, so Queen can you Kate? send that to me? Can you um, send that information to me? Um, I was trying yeah, to write right. down that you were saying it, but can you send it to me so I can um, definitely donate? Because, you know, you right now. An ex-teacher, um, I have a lot of supplies to donate. Yes, I, def- I just sent it to you. All right, thank you, baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's the AO Queens and Kings quote this week? Okay, I got two, and y'all know I'm having a thing with Pinterest right now because they still won't pay me. So. <laughs> but I have, I have two, even though they don't even – they probably like, if this girl don't go somewhere, but anyway, um, I'm holding out, y'all. I'm holding out. These are from Facebook. So um, I think one is from Facebook, one is from Instagram. But um, I scrolled past these, and both of them hit home to me. Uh, the first one is, that ugly part of your story is going to be the most powerful part of your testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, that, to me, just means that I know it's going to look hard right now, 
but in the end, you'll feel the reward. You'll see the reward, you know, because if it's not easy, that means you'll appreciate the award that much more. I mean, yeah, the reward that much more and that all mm-hmm. good things don't come to you as easy. You know, you have to do some work. You have to get in the mud. You have to, you know, grit down fingernails and all of that stuff, you know. That way you can share your blessing with somebody else. It, it might be somebody else going through what you went through, and you can tell them, look, I went through right. that. I came out of it. You know, it is a light at the end of the rainbow. I mean, a ton of what is it? I that all it's it the light a, at the end of the tunnel. It's yeah, it's like yeah, it's light in the tunnel. Right. It's a it's a rainbow at the end of the pot, girl. It's all there. <laughs> it's, okay. it's one of them. It's a kettle and something. There we go. Y'all know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> yes. That that was the first one, and then my second one is sometimes my peace is more important than proving my point. Carry on. Meaning you don't have hey. to. You don't have to go back and forth with nobody, okay? Protect your peace, mm-hmm. protect your energy. Um, you don't have to respond to every negative thing. Um, you know, you know your character, and that's that, that's what's important at the end of the day. You don't have to prove your point to nobody. You know what you mm-hmm. stand for. You know who you are. Protect your peace and your energy because the moment that you respond to some negative stuff, it's just going to keep going back and forth. And that's just energy and time wasted. Nope. Carry on. Yes. That's it. But those are that my two quotes for the week. What about you, Complex? What's that no apology thought for the week? So my no apology thoughts is I'm shouting out code dependence underscore anonymous underscore C-O-D-A. Um, she has a picture that says the law of detachment. And the bullet points under it is allow others to be who they are, allow yourself to be who you are, don't force situations, solutions will emerge, uncertainty is reality, embrace it. Um, Basically, the reason why I wrote that, I mean, I picked that is because I'm dedicating this no apology thought to you, Queen K, because you gave me an epiphany this weekend, and I'm learning that even on the outside looking in, you can't always hear and see every detail going on in a person's life. And I'm learning that the people that I love and that I care for, you know, when I'm seeing them going through a situation, I just want to fix it for them. And, you know, people are their own their own person, and that can be frustrating to a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, hey, just, just let me, like, let, let me figure this out on my own. You know what I'm saying? I know how it was for me. And, yeah, I came across that picture. I'm like, you know, that's going to be a no-apology thought because I have to learn to let the people I love make their own decisions because just like I had to tell someone last year, we all heal differently and we all deal with situations very differently. My way won't always work like someone else. So thank you, Queen K, for that epiphany this weekend. Girl, I know it came from a place of love. Like, I'm trying to understand. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to accept that. Like, it, it's hard, man, when people genuinely love you and only, you know, are protecting you. You know, because like mm-hmm. I said, I'm used to doing everything on my own, being my own protector. It, it's hard to accept when someone else is trying to be that for me. I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, I'm getting better. But I need to stop stop shutting down so quickly. 
That's my problem. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a flaw of mine. I'm working on it. I love you, girl. Love you, too. We're human. So, with that being said, um, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the Vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the Vision. And peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.